I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Building out a real estate team seems like a natural next step for many different kinds of real estate agents, but trust me when I say that after all my time in real estate, I've seen it go really wrong really fast in more ways than I can count. So when it came time for Bryce and I to decide how that next step looked for us, we took it really slow and really intentional. And I want to share today on the show what that process has looked like as we are in the early stages of further developing and growing our real estate team. If you didn't know, I am an actively producing real estate agent here in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. Side note, always happy to service your referrals. And as a real estate coach, it's really important to me that I'm also a producing agent who is actually in the trenches trying out the different strategies that we are preaching, first of all. I think that a lot of coaches out there get into coaching to get out of real estate sales, and that's just not really us. I can see Bryce and myself being in sales for a long time, mostly because our business is freaking awesome. It's not demanding, we don't feel overwhelmed, We work with our dream clients, and our systems are incredibly efficient. At some point, it might make sense to close that chapter, and when it happens, we'll cross that bridge as we come to it, but we just aren't there right now, even though there are plenty of other real estate coaches that I talk to with behind the scenes who tell me that we are silly for doing so. I don't know. What can I say? We are real estate agents first, and I think that's what makes me a really great coach. So anyways, how does scaling the team factor in? Well, until now, we've been small but mighty, I like to say. Bryce and myself, one other agent partner who offers us support and coverage when we are out of town, and he also manages his own deals. And then we also have administrative support from our virtual assistant and marketing admin, and a transaction coordinator when we need them, right? So like, we're very well insulated. We have a lot of help and support, and the setup brings us multiple six figures a year, and we we barely work 40 hours a week. I mean, maybe not barely, and, and honestly, we do work really hard, but it's manageable, it feels good, and we enjoy what we do, right? So why mess with it? 
Well, here's to start why we decided to scale our team. Number one, we just knew that we had more to give. Honestly, it's just a sense that there is more potential and growth to tap into. And when the market started shifting this year in 2022, we knew that there are going to be really awesome real estate agents who are going to crave more mentorship, more support, plus maybe even a little bit of extra security in provided systems and lead flow. We have all of that and more to offer, so why not? Number two, we also needed a bit of support. Like I mentioned, we have great systems, we have a ton of lead flow, and we began to notice that while we are super happy with our personal production, we were still leaving more deals on the table. And it just doesn't make sense to let those fall through the cracks. Plus, with us going on maternity leave with our second baby coming soon, it just might be nice to have a few other members to share the responsibility with. And finally, I feel like we are just ready for that next chapter of our real estate business. Again, we love being real estate agents. We love working with our clients. And we love this industry where there are so many opportunities to experience growth in different ways. There's more for us to learn and accomplish, and we're always ready for what's next, so we're excited for that next chapter. Hey, if you are a solo real estate agent, on a team, or even a small team leader, you need to listen to me and do not skip this. I have an important thing that I want to share with you. Did you know that you can go right to marketauthorityacademy.com and book a free strategy session with my team where during this 30 minute call, you will clarify the goals that matter to you as a real estate agent. You will identify sticking points that are holding you back from tapping into your full potential. And you'll also learn how you can more quickly reach your production goals and overcome the obstacles that our industry and the real estate market is presenting us. This is a call that will help you grow as well as help your business grow. And at the end, if it seems like we can help you reach your goals and overcome your sticking points faster and with less stress, we will share a bit about the Market Authority Academy and invite you into this transformative mentorship program where we coach real estate agents through our proprietary business building blueprints that is proven to help agents close more deals and get back time and stress by using the right systems and strategies that support them. Head over to marketauthorityacademy.com now to book your free 30 minute call. Now back to the show. So here are the first steps that we took to grow our team. Number one, we had to decide on the right team model for us. There are a couple of different team models and we went with a kind of mix. So number one, there is the lead volume model, which I like to call the warm bodies approach. (laughs) This looks like real estate agents growing a team and recruiting usually influential real estate agents who might have access to really good lead flow and just like recruiting as many agents as they can. And maybe you've seen this happen, I have, and it's just personally not a good look because the thinking is if they can convince, I'm gonna be really transparent with this, the thinking is on their end, if they can convince enough agents to join their team 
whether or not they actually have the right systems to fulfill the promises that they are offering, then they can kind of rely on the rule of odds that some number of those agents at some point during their contract with the team are going to close deals and they'll be able to kind of skim off the top from that commission split. I just don't like this approach because it's very impersonal. It lacks mission and values, and it can kind of become predatory on the realist on the real estate agents who get recruited. And again, I'm painting with a broad brush. I'm not calling any one specific unit out here. This is just something that I've seen happen in a couple of different shades throughout almost a decade in real estate. And that is something that I'm not on board with and would never want to do personally. So there's that. Because again, it's really not in the benefit of any real estate agent who joins them. And it's also not in the benefit of the team leader themselves. So I just don't know why they would do that in the first place, but it happens. Now, the second kind of model is a brand support model, right? So this looks like a real estate agent or a team lead who's developed a name brand that is recognizable in their community. And those agents really are recruited to help support the growth of that brand. And they are assigned to specific roles in that team model. They have to follow specific strategies And sometimes, not always, they can become a little bit of a cog in the wheel where these agents are then kind of recruited as employees or support people for the brand itself. And the challenge that I see in this situation, I mean, it's great for the team lead if they can recruit the right people who stay for a long time. But if those agents decide to leave at any point after that contract is up, they're kind of starting from scratch. And I didn't like that either. Because again, that feels somewhat predatory to me unless that real estate agent had that understanding of, you know, that's what it was going to be and they were okay with it. Now, finally, the last model that I tend to see is like a mentor and mentee style of team model. And that looks like, yes, there's probably some sense of a brand that the team leader has built up, but what they are doing is sharing their proprietary business building process with the agents that they are recruiting to help them grow their business while being able to benefit from the residual income of providing that support. So everybody kind of wins in that scenario. The team leader has the strategy, the lead flow, and the systems to help get the agents that they recruit productive and closing deals consistently. That is going to give the real estate agents that they recruit confidence and also help them continue growing their business. So if at any point they decide to leave the team, they actually have something to leave with, right? And so I would say that we probably, as we were deciding what model works for us, we probably have kind of rested on some sort of a mix between the last two. I would say first and foremost, we see ourselves more as a mentor-led team, right? So we're obviously 
in the coaching space. We do that in the Market Authority Academy. We do that in Insiders Club. I'm all about helping support our real estate community. So that was something that was really central to our mission in growing a real estate team and something that we're really excited to be able to do for the agents who are joining our team. But there also has to be a sense of roles in the team as well. Because if you're just bringing in, you know, 30 agents at a time, not that we are, just to kind of like be a part of this unit and there's really no direction or expectation assigned to everybody who's involved, then people can get lost in the mix. They can find themselves feeling without, you know, a paddle and that's not really helpful either. So we do have a little bit of a mix between those two team models because we did choose to hire on specific roles first, and that's step two. Before you really start to grow and scale your team, you have to identify the right roles that are going to help the team grow. And because we already have so much infrastructure in our real estate business, a lot of this work was already done for us. So in my opinion, you should not be recruiting agents if you do not have a full-time assistant, Um, access to a transaction coordinator. And if you are generating 50 to 100 leads per month, which is probably the bare minimum that you should have before bringing on team members, then you should also really seriously consider having some sort of ISA support inside sales agents. So that might be a dialer who is setting appointments for you. It can be an individual person. It could be software who does this really well. We have kind of a mix of all of those things, right? So there were a couple of roles that we already had very well established and in place. But as we began to bring on additional agents, we kind of wanted to look at it from the top down. So we're not looking to grow and scale a huge team. I don't want 10 to 20 people like all in one room kind of needing help and support from us. We're going to keep it small but mighty. And in in order to do that, we do have to make sure that we have a couple of different layers of support between ourselves and the agents that we end up recruiting. Now, if we're looking at the specific roles, I think that it makes sense to have a under the team leader, like a team partner or a team associate, right? Somebody who is familiar with your process, who's a more seasoned agent who can kind of help be that second hand to you in case you are on vacation so that if there are additional agents underneath that individual, they are not left hung out to dry if they can't reach you for help. Because what happens a lot of time is when real estate agents start scaling their team, they underestimate how much help and support the newer agents are going to need, right? So they might have questions on contracts, on transactions, on your systems or processes or strategies that you want them to fulfill. And a lot of team leaders find their income dipping drastically because their time is being pulled away from revenue producing activities in order to help support and onboard and train these newer agents that they're recruiting. And so just by first recruiting an agent who has that experience, who's been in the industry for a while, and who's able to be another point of contact, I think is smart and is really helpful. You might also consider bringing on somebody who um, is specifically going to be a buyer's agent or manage their own deals. 
um, who has done enough transactions, been around the block a little bit so they understand like what the expectation is, but also can provide additional support on the team, meaning they are able to set appointments with warmer leads or just leads coming in in general. So there's a couple of different roles there that you want to look at before you then getting into the buyer's agents, like strictly bringing on buyer's agents or strictly bringing on listing agents, um, before hiring showing assistants, before hiring closing coordinators, right? There's a couple of other roles that you could look at depending on how you actually want to structure your team. But again, if you know your team model and if you know your goals, identifying those roles becomes much more simple. So after we decided on our team model and after we identified the first roles that we needed to hire and we fulfilled that, we are now in the process of making sure that all systems are go. So we are changing and restructuring a little bit of our infrastructure in our business to make sure that we can accommodate the new individuals that we have with us. So for us, that might look like some administrative stuff, like just adding on more seats to our CRM and making sure that we have that available to the number of people who are coming on. That might look like restructuring our lead flow, making sure that those contacts are going to be routed appropriately to the right team members in the right cadence. A lot of this stuff is just backend admin stuff, just making sure everything is going to flow properly. If you are going to be providing additional marketing support, this is another thing. So we have to look at our branding and marketing materials. We have to make adjustments based off of that to make sure that we're providing the things that need to be provided to our agents. And they are going to be provided within the construct that we've come up with to our team agreement, meaning we're using branding that is agreed upon. Um, that favors the team, but also includes the agents, right? So we have to make sure that all of that stuff is very clearly defined and broken down when we make those moves. This also looks like setting up a schedule for team meetings, right? How often are we meeting? What is the purpose of these meetings? What are we looking to accomplish during that time? And how are we creating the expectation for accomplishing our goals each month? What is it that we want to help our agents accomplish? What are they looking to accomplish? How are we fulfilling that commitment both ways? And then how are we checking that that's going to happen, right? So again, just a lot of kind of setting up the leadership aspect, the management aspect, and the back end administrative aspect to make sure that all systems are go as we are bringing on these agents to our team. Now, the last part of this, number four, is building in checks and balances, because as you start adding in new things to your basic team setup, you have to create opportunities for yourself to judge whether or not it's working, because if you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and hoping that everything's going to fall into place you might be setting yourself up for disaster. And I see this all the time in real estate agents who grow a team too soon without understanding how to measure the success of that. And when that occurs, they initially look for someone to blame. And for some reason, it's never themselves <laughs> when things are not going according to plan. 
because they haven't identified what success needs to look like for the team as a whole and the agents as an individual. And so you do have to create almost like a system of checks and balances to have those quarterly check-ins to make sure that you're monitoring the right metrics in your team. You're monitoring spend, lead conversion, lead flow. You're monitoring whether or not your agents are sticking to the strategies that you are giving to them and whether or not that's actually being successful for them, right? There's a lot of different things that you're going to want to track depending on how you do set up your team model. And that is something that we are looking to implement as well over the next couple of months because as we grow, we have to make sure that we have that process in place to answer the question of, What's going on? Is it working? What's going well? What needs to be fixed? Now, this is a lot, right? There's, <laughs> if you actually really think about it, scaling a team is a very involved process. And inevitably, when I share this process and I walk people through the back end of what it looks like to scale a team, in my opinion, the right way, the right way, they they tend to ask, well, if you're doing all that work already why would you not just open up your own brokerage? Full disclosure, I mean, again, anything can change, but I cannot imagine a world or reality where I would want to open up my own brokerage because that opens up such a can of worms of liability, of (laughs) errors and omissions support, of additional costs and insurance, um, I mean, I I just, I could not imagine a world where I would want to actually open up my own brokerage, at least not now in this place in, in my life. Because as soon as you move to a brokerage model, you're almost exclusively pulling yourself out of revenue producing mode. I think that it can be a lot more profitable for everybody involved if you focus on building a team the right way. Because again, at that point, you are focusing on production. You're able to maintain a focus on your personal production, which is an important part of our income and revenue to our household personally. But you're also able to focus on that with your real estate agents too. But I see people open up brokerages and then they have to spend so much time in like mediation because they're helping their agents avoid getting sued or whatever. They're they're dealing with all the administrative aspects of managing a brokerage. Like it just adds so much complexity. And we're already at a great brokerage. We've been at the same brokerage for nearly a decade. We're happy there. They have their systems all dialed in and it's 100% commission split. So it allows us to really create cool opportunities for the agents who decide to align with us without taking like literally all of their income (laughs) because we have to split with the house, you know? So just a side note, um, I, I always get asked that question and I wanted to make sure that I touched on that. This is a lot of work to grow a team the right way, but 110%, I would personally be way more excited about scaling a team than trying to start a brokerage at this place in my life. Again, anything can change. That's just where my mind is at right now. Now, again, we're super early on in this process, and I'm sure we're going to learn new lessons and things are going to change over time. So if you have any questions about what we're experiencing or how we're navigating this process, I'm an open book. I'm always happy to share. 
And honestly, I'm, I'm really excited for this next chapter. I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to serve agents in a new and different way and to collaborate more closely with them since I don't do one-on-one coaching per se. The only coaching that I really offer is through the Market Authority Academy. And now we have the opportunity to work more directly with agents locally here in person, which is probably as close to one-on-one coaching that I ever cared to get. Um, So I'm super excited about this process, and I think that we're going to have a lot of new lessons and aha moments along the way, and I'm excited to share that. So if there's anything specific about this process that you'd like to know more of, just let me know. Always happy to help share a little bit about what we're learning as we embark on a new chapter in our story. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.